come to him. We are the people of his pleasure. You can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. Come right into his presence with thanksgiving. Come, bring your thank offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name. For Yahweh is always good and ready to receive you. He's so loving that it will amaze you, so kind that it will astound you, and he is famous for his faithfulness towards all. Everyone knows our God can be trusted, for he keeps his promises to every generation. Lift up a great shout of joy to Yahweh. Go ahead and do it, everyone, everywhere. Worship Yahweh with gladness. Sing your way into his presence with joy. And realize what this really means. We have the privilege of worshiping Yahweh our God. For he is our creator and we belong to him. We are the people of his pleasure. You can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. Come right into his presence with thanksgiving. Come, bring your thank offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name. For Yahweh is always good and ready to receive you. He's so loving that it will amaze you, so kind that it will astound you, and he is famous for his faithfulness towards all. Everyone knows our God can be trusted, for he keeps his promises to every generation. Lift up a great shout of joy to Yahweh. Go ahead and do it, everyone, everywhere. Worship Yahweh with gladness. Sing your way into his presence.
so great to see you this evening here at Victory Christian Fellowship. This is Wednesday night refreshing, and we're ready to be refreshed and blessed by God's presence. Father, we give you all the glory and all the praise for your goodness. We just love you, Lord, and we just enjoy your presence, and we honor and bless the name of Jesus, and we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship the Lord together.
Your presence of peace. Your presence of overwhelming love. Every promise that I've given you in my word is a sure thing. You can stand on it, hold on to it, lean on it. It'll never fail. It'll hold you up. It'll get you through rough times. And it'll bring the blessing into your life. Hold on to my word, for it will not fail you. Glory to God. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah, amen. Well, you may have your seats. 
We're so glad that you're here tonight, and if you're watching, thank you for watching. If you're watching us live or tuning in whenever, nothing beats being with a group of like precious faith. Amen? Fellowship is something that God designed. And uh, it's important that we fellowship as people and you know, things can happen together that doesn't happen individually. Amen? Hallelujah. But we're so glad that you're here. And, uh, you know, we have some opportunities coming up uh, for you to help in missions. Amen? And, uh, of course, thank you to everyone who's been uh, partaking of Palazzo Creations. We have a group of entrepreneur teenagers that uh, they went and uh, they've, they've been having dreams and making them come to pass. Amen. And uh, their Palazzo creations have been incredible. And uh, those are, they're helping them go to the fire conference, which is going to be in Tampa, Florida at Rodney Howard Brown's uh, church. So they're going to be going there at the end of July. And... Uh, I'm going to be going to India at the end of August, and then later that year I'm going to go to Liberia. And uh, VCF is going to host a crusade, uh, a a leadership conference and a crusade. We're going to be in Liberia probably for a week, and uh, there's, uh, you know, they they want to do some future things, so this is kind of a scouting mission as well, and... uh, we broke it down, you know, if 12 people gave $1,000, that, that covers uh, India, Guyana, and Liberia. Amen? Uh, so, or 24 people could give 500, uh, 48 people could give 250, or, or 120 could give 100. Amen? Or you could just do whatever you can. Amen? And uh, you can mark that commission club uh, if the Lord leads you to give, and uh, you can make a check. If you go online, you could uh, mark it that way. Of course, uh, our regular giving, amen. It's good to give to God. Because he gave to us. You know, God celebrates givers. And uh, I just encourage you, you guys are an awesome, awesome group of givers. And we thank you so much. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But, uh, you know, God gives the increase. Amen. Amen. Well, Father, I just bless every giver and their gifts tonight. And I thank you so much, Lord, that you promise us a great return. You are a rewarder of those who diligently seek you. And I thank you, Lord, that the givers shall be rewarded and they shall experience your increase, your protection, and your prosperity. And I bless them tonight in the name of Jesus. Amen. And also, uh, mark your calendars coming up on uh, July 2nd. Uh, We're having uh, Andrew and Ann Taylor, he's a missionary. He has a Bible school in Fiji, one in Indonesia. They have a ministry in India. And uh, they spend uh, a quarter of the year in four different places. Or they, they spend a quarter of the year in four different places around the world. Yeah. Amen. And I had the privilege of uh, ministering at his Bible school in Fiji. And uh, it's really awesome. And it's incredible. So you want to come and hear what he has to say to us. That's July 2nd, the first Sunday of July. 
Amen. All right, we got some good-looking kids this evening. Hallelujah, we're so excited about our kids, and we want to dismiss them and, and their teachers to go and experience the power of God in kids' life. Amen. Have a good night. Glory to God. I was studying about how God wants to change us, and I got stuck on one thing. And one of the ways that God changes a person is he fills them with his presence and his power. So I want to talk to you tonight about how Christ fills us with good things. Say, Christ fills me with good things. He is the divine supplier of all that heaven offers. Christ, every blessing, every good thing, every benefit from God comes to us through Christ. And he has never, nor will he ever have, a supply shortage. You could be in the middle of a wilderness, and God can get you what you need, what you want, or what you desire. Amen? He brought water from a rock. He rained bread from heaven. He led them with his presence. Hallelujah. So anything that you lack or you need, you can receive right now from Christ. Amen? And uh, he makes up the difference in our life. Let the weak say, I'm what? Why? Because we get strength from another source. Right? Even the joy that he gives, it doesn't come from our circumstances. It comes directly from him and his presence. So Christ is the giver of good things. And uh, he, he desires and he's willing to fill us and to fulfill what he needs to accomplish in our lives. We just have to cooperate with him. Amen? And uh, he will fill us. He gives us, uh, he gives life to where there was death. He gives light to where there was darkness. He took something old and wore out and made us brand new. I want you to turn to the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, and we're going to start there. You know, um, in order for a hot air balloon to fly, it's got to be filled with air, right? In order for your car to get you to where you need to be, it's got to have something in the tank, right? So it is important... For things to be full. God wants your life to be full. Full of him, but also full of purpose. Full of power to do what you need to do. Amen? 
and full of joy. God doesn't want you to live a boring life. Serving God is by no means boring. It is full of excitement. It is full of adventure. All right? And uh, let's see here. Um, Let's start with uh, verse 15, Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 15. He said, Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and the love unto all the saints... You know, he could say that about VCF. I've heard, I've heard of your faith and your love for all the saints. Amen? Saints are people who are alive in God. Saints are not necessarily dead. In God, you don't have to die to become a saint. You just have to get born again to become a saint. Amen? Everybody who's born again is a saint. Look at your neighbor and say, my, you're a saint. All right? Okay, verse 16, I cease not to give thanks to you. For you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom. How many want the spirit of wisdom? You can have it, right? He's willing to give them to you. You already have them, amen? And uh, Revelation... In the knowledge of him. See, revelation shows us that we can operate things instantly. A revelation is something unveiled or revealed in a moment. And it could be a truth. It could be a promise. It could be something that God wants to do. And he can reveal it to you. And boom, the minute he reveals it to you, it's operational. It's functional. It's usable. You don't have to go and study it for weeks. You can use it right there on the spot. And the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened. Thank God for the light. That you may know what is the hope of his calling, what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of of his power. Everybody say exceeding greatness of his power. (laughs) It's too much for the natural man to handle, but it's it's awesome that the spiritual man can handle it. Amen? All right? This uh, power, uh, exceeding greatness of his power to us word who believe. How can you operate in God's power? You believe. The moment you believe what he said, you plug into the outlet and power is available. Okay? According to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Say, I have have resurrection power power. working in me. Woo! Doesn't that make you want to shout? The same power that raised Christ from the dead is also at work in us right now. Okay? And he set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world but also in that which is to come, and has put all things under his feet. Whose feet? Christ's feet. Say, Christ has all things. 
And if you have Christ, then you have access to all things. See how that works? Okay. And gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Jesus is the head of the church. Now here's the kicker. Verse 23. The church, which is his body, the fullness of him that fills all in all. There's a fullness that God wants you to be filled with because you're the church, you're his body. He's the head. The head wants to fill the, his body with some fullness. He, not some emptiness. Some fullness. You know, we need to be walking in some fullness. The New Living Translation says it this way. The church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. I like the complete English version or the contemporary, I'm sorry, the contemporary English version. The church is the body of Christ. It is filled with Christ who completely fills everything. Say he completely fills everything. He'll fill your mouth with good things. He'll fill your mind with good information. He'll fill your life with blessings upon blessings, grace upon grace, gift upon gift. Amen? God wants his body full. He wants us to have some substance when we get up in the morning and when we go about our day and when we go to bed at night. He he wants us to have the fullness of God operating. Amen? Amen? Knowing how to uh, tap into that fullness whenever we need to. Glory to God. All right? Uh, Go to Colossians chapter 1. That's uh, Colossians chapter 1, Philippians neighbor. Colossians chapter 1. And look at verse 19. Well, we better look at verse 18. Colossians 1, verse 18. And he is the head of the body, the church. (laughs) Who is the beginning and the firstborn from the dead. That in all things he might have preeminence. It pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. Woo! It pleased God. Why? Christ pleased God. He, everything he did, it was God who told him to say it, told him to do it. Everything he said, it was God who told him to say it. Amen? It pleased God that in him all the fullness, all the fullness should dwell. Glory to God. All right? Go to chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 9. For in him, in Christ, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Verse 10, you are complete in him. Let me tell you something. No other human being is going to complete you. You have to be complete in Christ. When Christ comes into your life, that's, that was the missing piece. That was the mark that we were missing. But when Christ came to us, we are complete in him. We are whole in him. Amen? Why? He has the fullness of God. 
He is, the, he is our fullness representative. He is our fullness distributor. <laughs> Hallelujah. And he gives us out of his fullness, not out of his emptiness, not out of his lack, out of his fullness. He's got more than enough to give. Amen? And he wants us full. All right? Go to Ephesians chapter 3. Back to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians and Colossians are like twins. Colossians talks about the head. Ephesians talks about the body. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 18. Actually, start with 17. Ephesians 3, 17. How many, now I'm a person that I like donuts that are filled with something. I mean, cake donuts are okay, but I like some donuts with some filling. I'm not much of a jelly filling, but I am a Bavarian filling. And when I bite into a donut that's got some filling, I want it to gush out on my chin. I want that donut to be so full that if I just squeeze it a little bit, something on the inside is going to come out on the outside. See, God wants you so full that when the devil and the world squeezes you, what's on the inside is just going to come out with the slightest amount of pressure, the slightest amount of push. That's what's on the inside. It's going to overflow on the outside. And, and, and that fullness, it's bitter to the devil, but it's blessed to the believer. Amen? Hallelujah. Okay, Ephesians 3.17. He's, he's, he's also in the midst of a prayer here. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. Christ the one who is the fullness of Godhead bodily dwelling in you by faith. See, I've got fullness in me. Uh, mm. That you, being rooted and grounded in love, okay? In order to operate in the fullness that God wants you to operate in, you've got to be rooted and grounded in love, and God is love. You've got to be anchored in God. You've got to be rooted in God. Amen? Rooted and grounded in love. You've got to be secure in the love of God. You've got to know that God loves you and you love God. Amen? Amen. Verse 18. That you may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height. Right? You can learn the different dimensions of God's love. And to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. You can know something that passes knowledge. You can experience it in your life. It's not, it's not a theory. It is an actual thing. It is Christ. You can, you can know the love of Christ that passes knowledge. You can know it. Talking about knowing it intimately. Knowing it up close and personal. Knowing it. All right? That, okay, what happens when you know the love of Christ, when you're rooted and grounded in in his love, and and you can know the the love that passes knowledge, that you might be filled with what? 
the fullness of God. How many want to be filled with the fullness? Listen, I'm not talking about a little dabble, do you? I'm talking about some fullness. You can be filled with the fullness of God. You can be so full of God that you become a different person. When Saul was going to become king, he was the first king of Israel. And the prophet Samuel told him, see, Saul was looking for his donkeys, his father's donkeys. They were missing, and he was looking for them. And they they decided, they said, well, let's go to the prophet, and maybe he can help us find the donkeys. And the prophet did help him find the donkeys, but he said, you know, Saul was on the path to become king. And, And the prophet said, you're going to run into a group of prophets, and they're going to be prophesying and playing instruments. And when you run into the group of prophets, the Spirit of God is going to come on you, and you're going to be a different man. So that's exactly what happened. Saul and the person who was with him helping him find the donkeys, they were walking and they ran into this group of prophets and they were prophesying and the Spirit of God that was on the group of prophets came on Saul and Saul began to prophesy. He became a different man. He prophesied so much that he said, is Saul among the prophets too? See, when the Spirit of God comes into you, you can't help but be different. See, and and all the changes that God wants to make in your life starts with you being filled with him and the fullness of God. When you allow the fullness of God to come into your life and you open up every part of your life, every part of your heart, every little dark secret, every little uh, nook and cranny of your life, and you let the Spirit of God just fill every one of those parts, you're going to find that you're going to be a different person than what you were. And that can happen in an instant. Or that can happen in a process. But when you come in contact with the fullness of God, things are going to be changed in your life. Amen? I'll tell you what, when this Catholic boy came into the fullness of God, I was changed. How many of you remember when you met Jesus? You didn't just know about it, but he actually came into your life. I remember that in my life. It was a momentous occasion that has been forever emblazoned in my psyche. But listen, my goodness, get a hold of this. You can comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, and the depth, the height, and to know the love of Christ. When you know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, you will be filled with the fullness of God, but you've got to keep your connection to the love. Amen? You've got to stay connected to Christ. Now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above. Why? He's the fullness of God. It's Christ Jesus, right? He's the one that bore our sin. He's the one that represented heaven. He's God's only son. Hallelujah. He can can do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or think according to the power that works in us. Say, there's a power working in me. Unto him be the glory Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Let me tell you something. Throughout all ages, world without end, there's never going to be a power shortage. There's never going to be a power failure in Christ, in God, amen, for any time that you need power in your life. Anything that comes up where you didn't plan on it, you can draw on the power of God that's in you. Hallelujah. You can draw from the fullness. 
You know, it's hard to draw from a well that's dry. You could crank and crank and crank that bucket a hundred times, but if the well is dry, if there's nothing on the inside, you can't draw anything up. We got to have some things on the inside. Amen? We need to be full. What does fullness mean? It means the sum total. It means the abundance. It means full, hallelujah, a full complement, a full supply, hallelujah. It means fulfillment, glory to God. You got some plans that need to be fulfilled? The God's power can help you fulfill them. You need, you need a miracle that needs to take place in your life? God's power can make the miracle take place in your life. Amen? Hallelujah. You don't have to wait for Amazon to deliver the power. He's delivered it right now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, go to uh, Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. A well-quoted scripture. And uh, look at verse 13. We say this sometimes when we are faced with a challenge or a difficulty, right? But do we really believe it? I can do a few things. I can do all things. Why? Through Christ, through the one who is the fullness of the Godhead bodily, through the one who is the divine connection with God, through the one who has all of heaven's goodness, benefits, and blessing that he wants to disperse to you, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do, say that, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can prosper. I can be healed. I can be promoted. I can receive good things. I can do great things through Christ. It's not by myself. It's not in my own strength, but it's through my connection to Christ. It's through my faith in Christ. I can do all things. I've been given access to be able to do all things. The Bible didn't lie when it said to do all things. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right. Hmm. Yeah, let's go to James chapter 1. James chapter 1. How many things can you do through Christ? That would eliminate cants right there, wouldn't it? If you need to get free from an addiction, you can do so through Christ. We need to eliminate any addiction to this world system. Why? Because if we're addicted to anything that came out of the world, it's hindering the work that Christ wants to do in us. And you could be free. Christ's goal is to be free indeed, right? Has Christ given us the means and the power to be free of anything? Absolutely. And being full of him is a key to being free from any addiction or any tie or anything that's evil. Amen? Amen. Say, I can be free right now. 
Okay? James chapter 1 and uh, verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. How can I count it all joy? Where does my joy come from? Does your joy come from the temptation? Does your joy come from the world? Where does your joy come from? It comes from God. It comes from Jesus. Amen? Therefore, when you face a diverse temptation or a various trial, okay, you can count it all joy. Why? Because you have access to joy that has nothing to do with the trial. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the circumstance. It, it's, it's from another source. It's from another realm. It comes from another person. Okay? Notice when you fall into various trials, you didn't, you didn't schedule it, you just fell into it, they were there, right? There are trials in life, okay? Knowing this, that the trying of your faith works patience. <laughs> when your faith is tried, the goal of the trying of your faith is endurance, patience. Say, I can get through this. Say, this won't stop me. This won't keep me down. So when you know that when your faith is tried, it's going to lead to patience. But let patience have her perfect work. Some of us want to circumvent the patience that we need to learn in the process. You, once patience has its perfect work, then you can move on. Amen? Just say, Patience is working. What is patience? It's a fruit of the Spirit. Right? It's something that can be produced from God, from the Holy Spirit, from His Word. Alright? Notice that your, that your patience may be perfect, entire, wanting nothing. When patience says, okay, you can move on now. And you're like, okay. It's like the elevator door opening when you press the button, right? You're waiting and you see ding, ding, ding. Oh, it's floor number one and it opens up right when it gets there, right? Hallelujah. Okay. If you lack wisdom, who's our source of wisdom? Notice sometimes we're missing an ingredient or we're missing something in our life and we need to get it. Where do we get it? We put it in order from God. He's the source of all good things. Okay? If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that gives to all men liberally, lavishly, abundantly. Who does he give? He gives to anybody that asks him for wisdom. Because the wisdom that you get from him is the solution to solve the problem that you're facing. It's the insight into the choice that you need to make. This is how God fills us. Amen? We, James is teaching us how to activate when, when, when things of life come up, how do we draw from the source that God's provided with, with us in Christ so that we can be filled? Amen? You won't solve the problem empty, but you will overcome the problem full. 
David did not face Goliath on an empty spirit. What did David get before he went to Goliath? He got the anointing. The anointing was deposited on him, but it, it produced power within him to kill the giant. So when he faced, when he went to the battlefield, he was not an empty spirit. He was a full vessel. Every other soldier even saw himself was empty. Why? Because fear had filled their vessel. And they were paralyzed from action. You know someone's in fear when they're stuck. They're paralyzed from taking any action. They, they were paralyzed from opening up their mouth. Because they were empty, but David was full. So David shows up on the battlefield full, and he's ready to take on a giant. You see the difference between fullness and emptiness? Right there. And that's not even my notes. That's a Holy Spirit bonus right there. Okay? So when you, when you, when you're, in order to perfect your patience, you need wisdom, which both come from the Spirit of God. All right? And God's not going to upbraid you. He's going to give you it, right? But here's the, here's the thing you got to ask in faith. Nothing wavering, for he that wavers is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything from the Lord. All right? To walk in the fullness, you've got to operate by faith. Amen? God wants you so full. All right, go, to, go back to Ephesians chapter 4. Hallelujah. See, I'm going to get filled tonight. But you're thinking, oh, I was filled last week. You know what? You can get filled again. You know the same group of people that got filled on the day of Pentecost were also the same group of people that got filled again when God shook the house in Acts chapter 4. See, the thing about God is <laughs> he wants to keep you full. Amen? So tonight, you've come to the filling station. And whatever it is that you need, or if there's anything that you're deficient in, God can supply that through Christ right here, right now, tonight, in the name of Jesus. And that's exactly what's going to happen. Amen? All right, Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 10. He... Talking about Jesus, the Christ. He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might, what? Fill all things. Are you a person, place, or thing? You're a noun. So you're, you, you are a qualified candidate to be filled. Say, I'm a qualified candidate to be filled. You know, the book of Colossians tells us that God qualified us. To partake of his divine nature. You need some divine nature? He'll share his divine nature with you. He'll share his power with you. He'll share his wisdom with you. He'll share his strength with you. Oh, hallelujah. He came to fill all things. 
Not one of you should go home empty tonight. What did he, what did he, <clears throat> what did he do to the baskets after he fed the thousands of people? He filled them up. Right? Those baskets weren't empty. And see, his, the filling took place with an offering. Right? Two-piece fish dinner were upgraded to a thousand to a 20,000 seat buffet with baskets that were full left over, right? When, when Peter offered his boat to Jesus as a pulpit, as a platform, Jesus sat down and he preached the word of God. And because Peter offered his boat for the preaching of the gospel, what did God do? He filled his boats with fish, which was the commodity that a fisherman gets an income from. In a moment of time, out of an act of obedience, Peter not only had his boat filled, but his partner's boat filled, and they were so full that they almost sank two boats. Didn't quite sink them because they had to bring them to shore to cash in. But who filled them? God filled them. Peter, launch out, launch your nets out into that. I've toiled all night. I've done everything I know to do. But nevertheless, at your word. See, Peter cooperated with the fullness of God. See, if you want to have the fullness of God, you can't do it without your cooperation or your participation. You've got to have some cooperation and participation to benefit from the fullness of God. Amen? Hallelujah. Whoo. To fill here in Ephesians, it means to make full, to fill up, to cause to abound. It means fill it to the brim. Like, like the servants at the wedding. They needed wine, but they filled the pots to the brim. With water. See? Sometimes you just need an empty pot for God to fill it. Sometimes we just need to empty ourselves out of ourselves so that God can fill some things. You know, if there's an area in your life that you haven't honored God in, He can't fill it. Because you control. Your reception of the fullness. God offers it to us freely, but it comes through our faith, through our cooperation and our participation with his word. Okay? This word in Ephesians 4.10, it means to furnish or supply liberally. It means I abound. I'm liberally supplied what is necessary for subsistence. It means to fill, to diffuse throughout one's soul. God will turn you into an everything bagel. You know, you got your bagels, you got plain bagels, you got blueberry bagels, you got chocolate chip bagels, but then you got your everything bagel. That's every spice, every flavor, all in one. It's an everything bagel. Amen? I don't know where all these food 
I'm not even hungry. So when you're rooted in Christ in an intimate relationship with him and you're walking with him, you qualify to have the fullness of God. Hallelujah. He'll fill your basket full. Amen? Here are some things that God fills. Some things that God fills. I'll take things that God fills for 100, please. (laughs) Psalm 65, 4. Blessed is the one whom you choose to bring near to dwell to your courts. We will be filled with the goodness of your house, your holy temple. How many know that God's got some good things in his house? And you came here tonight so that you could be filled with some of the good things that are in his house. Amen? God wants to fill you full with his presence, with his joy. You know, he'll give you so much peace, it'll be like, uh, you know, innumerable waves of an ocean. He'll give you so much peace, people wonder, like, why are you so peaceful at a time like this? Why? I got peace that overflows. Amen? What happened with the good shepherd? He anoints my head with oil, but then what happens to my cup? Are are you ready to have your cup overflowing tonight? How does it get to overflow? You get anointed, your head gets anointed, and your cup overflows. So when when you connect with the fullness, overflow happens. Why does God want you so full? Because it's not just about you. You need to get to a point where you flow and move and operate and witness out of the fullness, out of the overflow. See, the Bible said about Jesus, he said, uh, he has my spirit with, without measure, okay? No one person on earth has the spirit without measure, but the body of Christ as a whole has the spirit without measure. But see, God's got people for you to talk to, people for you to pray for, people for you to witness to, people for you to help. Amen? And we were not designed to do that in our own limited strength or our own limited knowledge. We were designed to do that out of the overflow, out of the fullness of God that just keeps multiplying, keeps increasing, keeps getting bigger, keeps abounding in the name of Jesus. It's like a snowball. When you make a snowball and you start at a hill and you push that snowball, does it get smaller or bigger? Bigger. It gets bigger. Why? Because it's picking up snow as it gains momentum. God wants you to start picking up snow. He wants you to gain momentum in your life. You know what? It takes the fullness of God to break the curse of your families. It takes the fullness of God... To cause jails to shake and chains to break. God's interested in shaking some jails and breaking some chains. Amen? But it's the fullness of God that does that. Psalm 71 verse 8. 71 verse 8. My mouth is filled with your praise and with your glory all day long. Everybody say all day long. 
See, God inhabits praises. So when we start praising God, his habitation comes into that praise. Amen? So God will fill your mouth with praise. Psalm 72, verse 19. These are some things that God fills. Psalm 72, verse 19. Blessed be his glorious name forever, and may the whole earth be filled with his glory. God, Listen, the earth is the Lord's, not man's. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The devil thinks he owns it, but he's deceived. He's just a lease, and his lease is about to run out. He's a lease. He has a lease with a leash. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, God wants his glory in the whole earth. How's he going to... How's he going to spread the glory? He's going to take people who are full of him and they're going to be glory spreaders. Like Johnny Appleseed who traveled west and he wanted people to have food to eat so he planted apple trees. Seeds here, seeds there. Pretty soon orchards came up. Amen? Once an, orchard, once an apple tree grows, you can produce fruit of that continually, season after season after season. See, your growth started with an incorruptible seed, which is the Word of God. It got planted into your heart. Amen? And out of that seed, uh, we, we get fruit of the Spirit. We get the gifts of the Spirit. We, we get the wisdom of God. We get the strength of God. We get the power of God. Amen? Say, God wants me full. Yeah, he wants you full tonight. You've got to leave out of here overflowing. Amen? Psalm 126, verse 2. This is hazardous to your joy. I shouldn't say hazardous. It's helpful to your joy. Then our mouth was filled with laughter. That's in the Bible. And our tongue with joyful shouting. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. Has the Lord done great things for you? Then we ought to be joyful about it. He fills mouths with laughter. And tongues with singing. Religious people have a hard time laughing in church. They think it's sacrilegious, but it's scriptural. Say, God's filling me up. What's he filling you up with? Fullness. Fullness. Proverbs 3. Proverbs 3, 9 and 10. (laughs) Honor the Lord with your wealth and the first fruits of all your crops, then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. I think we got some overflowing vats right here. (laughs) Overflowing with new wine. See, when you overflow, you can't contain it. 
It's beyond container. Overflowing vats. With what? New wine. You're so full of new wine that you can't contain it. Because God wants you to be full. Here's a good one. Acts 13.52. Pull up Acts 13.52. Acts 13.52. I want to see it up on the screen and then I'll read it. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Is that Bible? Yeah, that's written in the Bible. Forever settled. The disciples were, Amplified says, continually filled throughout their hearts and souls with the joy and with the Holy Spirit. I'm just teaching the word and the Holy Spirit is confirming this word. Look at your neighbor and say, let it flow. Let it flow. The word of God is Drano. Go to Ezekiel chapter 1 verse 26. I knew some people were going to get filled tonight. You're not going to be the same person. Joy is the best stress relief there ever was and there ever will be. See, Satan tried to steal your joy. God's just restoring your joy. That's already yours. It's already been given to you. It's yours. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Not the joy of circumstance, the joy of the Lord. There is a joy of the Lord. Joy is going to break out like never before. Okay, Ezekiel chapter 1 verse 26. Ha, ha, ha. (laughs) See, You're getting full, but you haven't reached the fullness level yet. It's climbing. God's just kind of shaking the bottle, and he's about to uncork you. He's about to uncork you, because when you're uncorked, that's when it spreads out to other people. Okay. (laughs) Ezekiel 1.26. Now above the expanse that was over their heads, there was something resembling a throne. It appeared like it was made of sapphire or a lapis lazuli, whatever that is. On that which looked like a throne, high up was a figure with the appearance of a man. Now upward from that appeared to be his waist, I saw something like glowing metal. That looked like it was filled with fire all around it. Fire! (laughs) Filled with fire all around it and downward from that which appeared to be his waist. There was the brightness 
and a remarkable radiance around him. As the appearance of the rainbow in the clouds on a rainy day, so was the appearance of the surrounding radiance. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory and brilliance of the Lord. And when I saw it, I fell face downward, and I heard the voice of one speaking. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Ezekiel chapter 10, verse 3. Things that God fills. Things that God fills. Somebody, you haven't reached the fullness yet. You got to stay by the spot where the glory comes out. Ezekiel 10.3. Now the cherubim were standing on the right side of the temple when a man entered and a cloud, the Shekinah glory of God, filled the inner courtyard. See, God's glory is just kind of settling. Verse 4, then the glory and the brilliance of the Lord moved upward from the cherubim to rest on the threshold of the temple, and the temple was filled with the cloud. You are the temple. You know, God was operating the cloud long before Apple or Meta was. He was, he was using the cloud long before. <laughs> the temple was filled with the cloud. <laughs> and the courtyard was filled with the brightness of the Lord's glory. And the sound of the wings of the cherubim was heard. As far as the outer courtyard, like the voice of God Almighty when he speaks. That's some powerful wings. Say, I'm being filled with the fullness of God. Hallelujah. It's uncontainable. It's unstoppable. The fullness of God. God wants you so full of him, so full of joy that you can't contain it. Hallelujah. This is what he desires for his body. He doesn't want a depressed body. He wants an upbeat body, a positive body, a joyful body. Amen. Hallelujah. God is filling you full. With the fullness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The fullness of God. Full. From your head to your toes. So full. Father, right now fill him with the fullness of God. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Do you feel anything happening? Okay, Father, just continue to fill him full, full, full. You've anoint, I'm anointing his head with oil and his cup's about to run over. Not get tipped over, run over. Your cup's about to run over with oil. You're getting an oil change tonight. You're getting an oil change tonight. 
in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You need some new oil in that vessel. Only, yes, it's, it's coming, it's getting there. It's revving up. Hallelujah, yes, yes, yes. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Jesus said, come unto me and out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke of the Spirit. Hallelujah. I command those waters to flow in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Didn't even tell him a joke, but he's laughing. Hallelujah. See, there's a, there's a spring right here. There's a spring. You know, springs start rivers. Some rivers are spring-fed. Some lakes are spring-fed. Y'all, there's a spring right here, and it's bubbling up in the name of Jesus. God's filling you full. And you know, when God fills you, it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. It does the body good. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for the fullness. You appreciate the fullness? Be grateful for the fullness. Hallelujah. Fullness. It's got to overflow. You, you won't be able to contain it. Don't try to contain it. Just let it flow. Let it flow. Hallelujah. See, the Spirit of God is doing some work here. This is a spiritual anesthesiology. And I'm, right now in this moment, I'm an anesthesiologist. so good all the time God you're so good God you're so good hallelujah oh hallelujah you know he fills you with the fullness and the fullness eliminates all pain hallelujah (laughs) Father, I just thank you right now for the fullness of God to take away all pain in her body in the name of Jesus. Every joint, you know, he supplies every joint. 
He's supplying every joint right now in your body with an oil change, with fresh oil. Father, fresh oil. Let the fresh oil of the Holy Spirit just flow in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the fresh oil. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. 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 Hallelujah. His body needs the fullness. Negative, negativity will suck the fullness out of you. But God supplies you with the fullness. The fullness of God. The blessing of the Lord. He makes you rich and he has no sorrow with it. Hallelujah. You know, this just happened from the preaching of the word. You know, if God gives you a message on fullness,